0: And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom Podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. In this episode we are going to speak about man al Insan. Not meaning man in terms of a male, man in terms of the human or of mankind. And in the religion of Islam, the human holds a very high value amongst the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has endowed the human being with the ability to know him in a way that he has not endowed other creations. And at the same time he has also tested him with faculties which he hasn't tested other creatures with. So the human being as well as having the intellect and the spirit also has desires and anger and an imagination and all of these faculties come together in a battleground of the soul but the price for winning that battle is extremely high. The first section in Mizan al speaks about the dignity of man. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala in the Holy Quran says Certainly we have honoured the children of Adam, and carried them over land and sea, and provided them with all the good things, and given them an advantage over many of those we have created, with a complete preference. So as we can see from this ayah, or from this verse of the Holy Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honoured human beings, and provided them with many many bounties, and given them preference over other creations. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Nothing is more honored by Allah than the son of Adam. He was asked, not even the angels or messenger of Allah? He said, the angels are compelled like the sun and the moon. So here in this tradition, the Holy Prophet sallallahu wa sallam explains that the honor of mankind or of human beings comes from their ability to choose and from their free will. And when they choose to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they choose to take the path of salvation and guidance, then that makes them more honorable than any other creation that is compelled to do so. The angels are compelled to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they do not have any faculties that would prevent them from doing that. The angels are endowed only with intellect and they witness divine proximity. So for them there is no other choice. But human beings, on the other hand, have motivations and faculties that pull them in all different directions. And for them to choose the path of Allah is a struggle and a fight. So their honor, once they choose that right way, is obviously more. The Holy Prophet is also reported to have said, Nothing is better than a thousand of its like, except for man. So this is an interesting tradition where the Holy Prophet ﷺ explains that there are humans that are better than a thousand humans, and that of course is due to their proximity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas all other animals and creations do not take these kind of choices and are therefore not able to distinguish themselves in this way. Rather, any inanimate object that you take into consideration, there is no preference of one over a thousand, in the same way any plant or any other animal. But when it comes to human beings, human beings can be distinguished to this degree. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, when Abdullah bin Sinan asked him, Is man better or the angels? Replied, the commander of the faithful said, Allah the exalted gave the angels intellect without desire. He gave the beast desire without intellect, and he gave both to the sons of Adam. So a man whose intellect prevails over his desire is better than the angels, whilst a man whose desire prevails over his intellect is worse than the beasts. So this tradition explains all of the ideas that we have just spoken about. The next subsection talks about the reason for man's creation. In the Holy Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says i did not create the jinn and the humans except that they may worship me and in another verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says had your lord wished he would have made mankind one community but they continue to differ except those on whom your lord has mercy and that is why he created them so according to the verses here, an essential reason for creating mankind is that they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not because Allah needs that worship, but rather this worship is a path towards His knowledge, a path towards knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, And that is in the benefit of the human. And that benefit is out of Allah's mercy. And He created them out of His mercy. So when a human being knows the purpose of their creation, then they know the path that they need to take towards salvation and they know that that path has been chosen for them by a merciful Lord. Imam Ali is reported to have said, You were ordered to fear Allah and you were created for obedience and good deeds. And Imam Al-Husayn is reported to have said, O people, Allah, exalted be his remembrance, has only created people so that they may know him. And when they know him, they worship him. And when they worship him, they become needless of worshipping others by his worship. A man asked him, O son of the Prophet, may my parents be your ransom. What is meant by knowing Allah? He replied, it is that the people of each era must know their imam, to whom obedience is mandatory. This tradition brings together two concepts. One is that of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the other is of knowing the Imam. And the relation between these two knowledges is a deep discussion, but to somewhat dabble our feet in it, it can be understood in theorizing over the reality of the Imam, as the knower of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his ontological reality as the first creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Muhammadan reality, the Hakika Muhammadia this relationship is a little bit complex for this kind of podcast and is usually studied in theoretical mysticism so if anybody wants to look at this in any more detail they should refer to that subject but it comes down to the relationship between the first manifestation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the creation thereafter imam sadiq is reported to have said in response to an atheist who asked him for what purpose did he create humanity if he had no need for them and neither was he compelled to create them and nor would it be proper for him to create us in vain replied he created them to reveal his wisdom to execute his knowledge and to carry out his plan so the Imam here provides some further explanation to the atheist based on the atheist's question which was formulated using certain attributes and not others. And as we saw in the previous Quranic ayah as well, that Allah's mercy was also a factor in creating human beings. Imam Sadiq is also reported to have said regarding the verse but they continue to differ except those on whom your Lord has mercy and that is why he created them. He created them so that they may perform that which will render them deserving of the mercy of Allah, so that he may confer his mercy upon them. So in the explanation of the second verse that we spoke about, the Imam connects the second verse with the first verse and shows us that through the human's pursuit of the correct path, they become deserving of Allah's mercy because they choose that correct path through their free will. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to confer his full mercy upon them. Someone may ask, well, why doesn't he do that in the first place? But in order to answer that question, we have to take into account the other attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, such as him being just. For him to reward or to punish without a person deserving that reward or punishment would be unjust. And the other attributes also explained in the previous tradition in terms of his wisdom, his knowledge, and to carry out his plan. The next subsection talks about man's weakness. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Man was created weak. And Imam Ali is reported to have said, Pitable is the son of Adam. His death is hidden, his illnesses are invisible, and his actions are recorded. A mosquito causes him pain, a gasp can kill him, and a little sweat makes him stink. So it is not upon man to become arrogant. It is not upon man to think that he is anything special. Despite him being honored by Allah, he is still a creation. And it is through that weakness that he has that he connects to the all-powerful and he realizes his weakness and humanity in front of the All-Merciful. The last subsection talks about measuring man's value. Imam Ali is reported to have said, Man is measured according to his two little organs, his heart and his tongue, so that when he fights he should do so with a firm heart, and when he speaks he should do so with eloquence. So a human being is judged according to these two organs, the heart and the tongue. So a person needs to work on their heart and increase the faith inside their heart so that their heart becomes firm with faith. When they fight the inward battle, it is with a firm heart. And if the occasion occurred for defending themselves, they would also fight with a firm heart. And also a person should concentrate on their tongue. They should concentrate on the way they say things. They should be eloquent and articulate. And at the same time they shouldn't be offensive or vulgar. Rather, in the acknowledgement of the importance of these two organs, the person should work towards refining them. So while this section in Mizan al-Hikmah doesn't give us a complete picture of man in Islam, or of the human being in Islam, there were some good points to think about. Inshallah, in the next episode we will talk about Bains, Al-Afat, وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين.